The Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge. Thus have I heard, once the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagriya at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and great gathering of the Sangha of the Bodhisattvas. <coughs> at that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma calm, profound illumination. And at the same time, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way, he saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, how should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita, should see in this way. Seeing the skandhas of the empty of nature, form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics, there is no birth and no cessation. There is no purity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye, datu, up to no mind, datu, no datu of dharmas, no mind, consciousness, datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear, they transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Deyata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangati Bodhisoha. Thus Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that Samadhi and praised Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, Asuras, and Gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. Sundar <laughs> 
So, beginning, uh, if we look at the different ways of explaining teachings, there are two um, ancient traditions uh, um, uh, that have different ways that are a little bit different. Um, and they ex and they show how one should explain a teaching. There's first the Nalanda tradition of the three purities and the Vikramalashila tradition of the three greatnesses. And Lama Tsongkhapa has chosen to follow the Vikramalashila tradition of the three greatnesses, following uh, um, the tradition that uh, has the greatness of the author first, then the greatness of the teaching second, and then the great way to listen to and explain the teaching third. The Jabanisha, the Jagatampuba. Oh, okay. okay, Tuchina. So the um, beginning of uh, this section that deals with the greatness of the author, um, that goes that follows the Vikramalashila tradition, uh, begins by showing the liberation life story of Lord Atisha, uh, showing that he was born in uh, Bengal, uh, eastern uh, east India. Um, and how he, uh, from that basis, um, uh, he gained his excellent qualities um, and became a great scholar of uh, scriptural knowledge common to Buddhists and uncommon. Um, and then how he gained his realizational or experiential knowledge based on what he had learned scripturally. Um, and then what he did uh, with those qualities or excellent qualities in India and in Tibet. Um, and then it shows how uh, he benefited India and then benefited Tibet for 17 years 
Um, so uh, this is the first section that's called The Greatness of the Author, and this is how uh, Lama Tsongkhapa um, uh, um, give, shows the liberation life story in a summarized format of Lord Atisha. And then the next section, the greatness of the teaching, um, has four different categories. And uh, the first category is uh, showing that all of the, the teachings are free from contradictions. So that the lamp of the path to enlightenment allows the uh, reader to, to see that there's no contradiction or, none of, or that none of the teachings are mutually exclusive. Um, the second is to realize that all of the teachings are instructions for practice. Uh, or that they are actual um, instructions or um, um, advices being given. Uh, it, and uh, the lamp allows one to see that. The third is that one will uh, easily be able to understand the conqueror's intent or what the, the, the meaning of the conqueror's pronouncements uh, it, um, are, the meanings are. And then the fourth is uh, it allows one to abandon the non-virtue uh, uh, um, or the greatest uh, non-virtue. Um, so it one, allows one to just uh, automatically abandon the great, greatest non-virtue. So, um, then the next section shows the great way to listen to and explain the teachings. And this section uh, shows how a, uh, someone teaching the, te uh, the or giving the instruction uh, should behave and then how one listening to the instruction uh, should behave. So this next section uh, shows that both the, the teacher um, and the student, or the teacher and the listener, uh, are uh, accumulating virtue, and then uh, how to uh, you know, properly dedicate that virtue that has been accumulated. Um, so um, let me just turn to that section. Uh, it was, wasn't given in exact order, I just want to get to the section so we're ready to, to go on that. Um, but that's, uh, so, uh, so yes, that's it. I'm ready. Do so. <laughs> So then the, um, the first section is uh, under the heading of how to listen to and explain the teaching. shows how to listen to a teaching in which both the teaching and the uh, author are great. And then the first is uh, contemplating or thinking about or analyzing the benefits of, of hearing the teaching. Uh, so then there's going to be three categories, but the first is uh, contemplating the benefits of hearing it. Okay. 
Okay, so uh, we've gone over this section uh, previously, but Rinpoche feels like uh, we should go back to it. So, um, if you turn to the English, page 57, uh, the Tibetan is page 22. Um, so in the English, uh, on page 57, we find uh, uh, six different uh, categories uh, according to the Asanga's Bodhisattva levels. Um, and, and there's a quote from the Sutra of Tsitigarbha. So we're right around that section on page 57. I'll just have to see where exactly we begin. で、ユナでこっちで。メンテチドコンペザパンカンロ。ウチパ。メンテ、メンテシャバロ。ジャヤン。メジシュル。ロギジ。カサ。シャグイ。แม่ที่ชิดกับเบซาปันคังกับลูกิชูเมซิชูยามิตาเป็นเดตเป็นมิตาเป็นอาจารย์ตระนั้นอุมาชิโนจะรันจะรันจะรันจะรันจะรันจ
And so uh, the developing reverence for the teaching and instructor section begins with the Sutra of Tsiti Garba. Uh, it says, listen to the teachings with Tsiti Garba Shanchi Sambachi. Okay, so, uh, so Tsiti Garba um, is uh, one of the eight bodhisattvas uh, during the time of the Buddha who were very close to enlightenment. And uh, what Rimache and I were going over were the Sanskrit names of all of the eight bodhisattvas, because I knew like five or six of them, so I just was missing a couple. Um, and might still be, but they're fine if you look, we can look them up in books later. Um, but the eight bodhisattvas are Chenrezig, Vachapani, Manjushri, Machaya, Samantabhadra, uh, Tsitigarbha, uh, let's see, how many is that? Six. And Deepa Nanse. Deepa Nambase is that's the one I'm not sure of. And Nanki Nimpo. And Nanki Nimpo. Uh, the essence. Nimpo is essence. The Nimpo Sherp Nimpo. Space essence. Essence of space. So what's that in Sanskrit? I'm not sure. But in English it would be the essence of space. Or the heart of space. Uh, so these are the eight bodhisattvas, six in Sanskrit and two in Tibetan, um, and and one of them in English for your uh, <laughs> knowledge. Um, so um, now just going back to this, uh, this so Siti Garba is one among the um, uh, eight bodhisattvas. Um, and it says, listen to the teachings with one-pointed faith and respect. Do not sense, censor or deride the speaker. Honor your instructors. Develop the idea that they are like a Buddha. Thus, as this says, view the instructor as being like a Buddha. Eliminate disrespect. Honor him or her with homage and goods of offering a lion throne and the like. Um, so uh, here we find this quote from the sutra. And that's the reason why in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition we see thrones constructed. Uh, for the Lama to sit on top of while giving the teaching. It's because of the power of what is being taught and, the, the, and honoring that. So we find that justification here in this uh, quote, in this sutra. And then uh, there are um, uh, advices given about attitudes uh, one should have um, in the uh, bodhisattva levels, or the bodhisattva bhumis uh, by Lord Asanga. And it says here, uh, um, and, uh, also, as the Bodhisattva level sets forth, listen without the afflictions of arrogance and contempt, and without bringing to mind the five conditions of constructor. Being uh, instructor, being free from arrogance means to listen with the following six attributes: listening at appropriate time, showing homage, showing deference, not being resentful, practice according to the instructor's words, and not looking for the chance to argue. Um, I believe that's where 
Rinpoche stopped in the reading, but if, if not, I'll in the next one read from there on and go over the commentary that comes next. So again, before we went over this, but we're going to look at Bodhisattva levels and its commentary in greater detail right now. So it says, as the Asanga's Bodhisattva level sets forth, without the afflictions of arrogance and contempt, and without bringing to mind the five conditions of, of the instructor. Um, so, uh, being uh, uh, free of the arrogance um, has six categories in it, in and of itself, and then the um, um, five conditions of the instructor obviously are uh, five uh, different divisions. So those two um, have those uh, divisions within them. So there are two categories that are being shown here: being free from arrogance, um, and then being free from uh, um, uh, contempt. Um, so. Here, it says, um, uh, without the afflictions of arrogance uh, and contempt. So one has to uh, um, be free from an afflicted mind, uh, from a motivation standpoint. Um, and then it shows that there are six, uh, um, um, it says, um, six attributes uh, of being free from arrogance. It says, first, listening at an appropriate time. Uh, so the first category means that one has to um, uh, attend a teaching only if the teacher has the time to give it. If he or she is not busy doing uh, something else or not sick or uh, um, it, just long as the teacher is able to give the teaching and has time, then it's an, at an appropriate time. So that's the meaning of the first uh, attitude. What <laughs> so showing homage means literally by showing homage by your body, by your speech, rising up when the teacher arrives in the room, bowing in his or her presence, uh, showing reverence to him or her through at all times through your speech. 
uh, and through your physical activities. So this second um, um, attribute is uh, referring to those things, uh, um, just the reverence that one should have um, at all times with one's body and speech in the presence of his or her instructor or teacher. Showing deference, uh, number three, is referring to taking care of the teacher, um, um, putting them in this position of, um, uh, I don't want to use the word, putting yourself in a position of servitude, but that's the essence of the meaning, taking care of him or her, feeding uh, him or her uh, when necessary, um, uh, the uh, ね、で、I see. So uh, we see um, in the even uh, in the life story of Milarepa um, going to Marpa, um, and Milarepa really having nothing uh, to give for an offering, and arriving with an empty pot uh, to give to uh, Marpa, his instructor. And uh, I'm sorry if this story isn't exactly clear because it's you know I have trouble with that. Um, and then Marpa, um, because it was empty, hit it and it made an offering. Uh, it made a, a sound of it was an offering. It made like a bell sound of, because it was empty when Marpa hit it. And he said, "This is uh, um, uh, to, to, this is a, a symbol or auspicious, and it means that your fame." will spread um, as a result of this offering, something to that degree. To, he said to Milarepa, and Milarepa had to endure many, many hardships um, and uh, difficulties uh, um, based on what Marpa instructed because he had to um, get rid of his misdeeds, get rid of the non-virtues that he had previously accumulated. Uh, so this is one story where it shows that Milarepa showing when he had nothing um, up with an empty pot and how it, you know, it was transformed into 
that accumulation that resulted in his uh, um, aims uh, or goals. So, so here you make this is why this connection uh, to the instructor is so important, um, and this connection is fostered by um, these uh, this reverence and making offerings and giving flowers uh, and so forth. Um, and if we take the teacher out of the um, uh, I don't want to see the equation, but it's really literally what Rinpoche is saying. If we take the teacher out of this um, um, gesture we are accumulating all of the virtue for ourselves and that's really what's happening so when we're, we're looking at the uh, offering and etc all of these things what's and we aren't focusing on what we're do, giving to the teacher what we're really getting is is a large amount of virtue for ourselves what the thing is that the name of us the fourth is uh, not being resentful, uh, and this refers to not getting angry um, with the with the lama, not getting angry with your teacher, um, uh, so not having any kind of resentment or anger towards him or her. The fifth is practice according to the instructor's words, and this literally means engaging in the practices that the instructor has instructed. Uh, so the teacher is given instructions, so the student should actually practice them, engage in those practices. ケンサボテルソナカジドゴヨマデスマルベケンビチュマイバマナドバシャオスケンギチュマイバタンロウドナアナケレンゴマレスタチュマイバハンドバシャオスオテンゲニャレンジェトソマレスナマジュナデグレ
<laughs> so the six is not looking for a chance to argue. So this is when you're hearing a teaching, uh, having this idea that immediately you want to debate the, whatever is being taught in some way, just immediately wanting to debate. So one shouldn't have this. Um, and, it's, uh, and it isn't like, uh, I just want to really make sure I transfer it properly. It's not in a... Um, analysis way. It's more of a, just to argue. Like you want to debate every, that's what's being said and it's not investigating it. It's more of a, an, just to argue or just to um, prove something. So, in the first category that says, listen without the afflictions, um, uh, this refers to six different categories uh, or attributes that one should have. So, that first um, um, category called listen without the afflictions has the six categories under it. And it's also... Here, uh, in italics, called being free from arrogance, um, the category is listen without the afflictions. Um, and I'm not sure why, I'd have to look at the Tibetan thoroughly, but the listening without the afflictions has these six categories, or attributes. And the first is listening at an appropriate time, the second is showing homage, the third is showing deference, the fourth is not being resentful, the fifth is practicing according to the instructor's words, and then the sixth is not looking for a, a chance to argue. Um, so those are the six uh, categories under listen without the afflictions, and then in parentheses of arrogance and contempt, um, and then it's italicized as being free from arrogance. Um, so those are those six in that, in that category. And then there's the the second category of not bringing to mind the five conditions of the instructor. So those six are under the category of listen without the afflictions. Mm-hmm. 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 
So just going back to clarify, I just put it all together. And so the the afflictions that are the two categories: arrogance and contempt. Arrogance has six categories. Contempt has five categories. So I apologize for uh, just confusing that momentarily. Um, so being free from contempt. Contempt refers to um, if one uh, here's the teaching of the Dharma or here's the teaching on the stage of the path, for instance, and uh, uh, thinks that the teaching uh, isn't good for some reason or is wrong in some way. This is contempt for the Dharma. Uh, contempt for the teacher could refer to uh, um, if uh, this teaching is not good, uh, the, the stage of the path teaching that he or she is giving is not proper, is, is, is not a, a good version. Um, uh, so uh, the, these are ways um, uh, that one can have contempt. Uh, and this is what that word if we, is, is conveying. Um, and the opposite of that is really having faith. Um, so one should really have this, an attitude of faith towards him or her as opposed to contempt or um, some sort of... Uh, uh, dislike, or um, um, uh, is a better word, but I think the meaning has been brought forth. Um, so one should not have that, and, and then one should have respect for the teaching um, and faith in it, uh, and the teacher as well. Right. Okay. 
So so there are those two categories again, uh, being free of arrogance that then first has the six categories. Um, and then the major heading over them is being free from the affliction. So being free from the afflictions has two categories, uh, being free from arrogance and then being free from contempt. Being free from arrogance has six categories, being free, which we've already gone over now, and being free from contempt now has five categories. Um, so we're going to read those. Not bringing to mind, it says, being free from contempt means to disrespect, to re, I'm sorry, being free from contempt means to respect the teaching and the one who gives it, and not to belittle these two. Not bringing to mind the five conditions means to cast away the thought, I will not listen to this person because he or she has, one, fallen from ethical discipline, two, is of poor lineage, three, um, is um, unattractive, or uh, I'm going to use the word ugly, we'll get back to that, um, four, is inarticulate, and five, speaks harshly or unpleasantly. Um, uh, so, the first falling from ethical discipline refers to uh, if, for instance, the teacher was pri previously a monk or a nun, and then he or she uh, um, broke his or her uh, monk's vow or nun's vows, um, or if someone had layperson vows and broke his or her layperson vows, um, this is not um, uh, an excuse to not listen to someone who is uh, teaching the um, uh, Dharma. And the translators know, again, we've qualified what that means. So it's teaching the Dharma. The second is of uh, poor lineage. Uh, this refers to um, previously, uh, or, uh, I, uh, I'm sorry, in, in India, uh, for, for instance, if someone comes from a shoemaker's family, this would be considered a poor lineage. We don't really have that same kind of concept here uh, to the degree uh, that's referring, that this is referring to, but that's the uh, concept that's being uh, conveyed here, is that the person's lineage or family background um, isn't good enough for us to listen to them. Um, the third, I use the word ugly or unattractive because here it's translated unattractive physical appearance. And I asked Rinpoche a couple of times, and he said, yes, that's one, but it also could be that the, the voice, just anything about them uh, that isn't attractive, whether it's their voice or their uh, um, physical appearance or um, any, um, any of those things. Um, so it's just unattractive person. So unattractive in many different, can mean many different things to whoever is finding him or her unattractive. So... I think that's why it's less specific, as Rinpoche is explaining. 
Um, I, and again, I'm not looking at the Tibetan right now as I'm listening to Rinpoche. Um, so um, excuse my uh, mistranslation if I am in not looking at the Tibetan. Um, and then the fourth is inarticulate, meaning that the way they're speaking is not very clear. Uh, it's not, um, uh, in Tibetan, uh, there's a saying that the person uh, is, uh, speaks um, evenly um, or uh, in, a, in a way that's very even and uh, methodic almost, is a way you could translate it. Um, uh, so, uh, inarticulate here is referring to a very, uh, the inability to um, um, articulate things in a clear way that flows and is um, um, nice to hear. Uh, and then the fifth is speaks harshly or is unpleasantly, meaning uh, if he or she's uh, way of speaking is maybe a little abrupt or harsh or uh, stronger than you, you feel it should be, uh, um, one uh, shouldn't um, not listen to the teaching uh, because of, of the, ex your, the experience of the way that the uh, teaching is, is being apprehended or the way the voice is being heard. Um, so... Those are the, the five conditions um, and uh, the commentary on them. So if the teacher has broken his or her ethics, if they're teaching the authentic dharma, what he or she has done doesn't matter. It's about what's being taught. If the dharma that's being taught is authentic, pure dharma. So the, the student has a desire to understand what the dharma means. So if the teacher has broken his or her ethics, but has the ability to teach the true Dharma, then the, 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 the student should listen to that teaching. So if it's the true Dharma that's being taught, uh, it doesn't, what he or she did with his or her ethics is uh, besides the point, basically, is the, you know, what's being said here. It's about whether or not what's being taught is authentic and real. So if the true solid dharma is being taught, whether he or she is of uh, bad lineage or uh, low lineage or um, is uh, ugly or unattractive in general, is uh, inarticulate or speaks unclearly uh, or... Uh, speaks harshly or unpleasantly. These, if the real, true, strong dharma is being taught, it doesn't matter. The Yajusirna, if the teacher can make So, so if there's a teacher who hasn't. Uh, um, broken any of his or her uh, ethics, but doesn't understand the Dharma, then that teacher can't really give a teaching very well and explain us what we need to listen to understand. 
so if we look at the old, the highest kind of person or Kansak in Tibetan person being uh, it's uh, the Buddha would be the highest person or being but even the Buddha has given literal and figurative teachings has sometimes taught that uh, there is a self has sometimes taught that there isn't a self uh, has sometimes taught both at the same time so we have to um, be able to uh, recognize this point <laughs> So, the way that we uh, can say this person is good is if the Dharma that's being told is accurate. So why um, we state that the Buddha is the highest person or the highest being? Um, the reason we state this is that Buddha alone is the one who has been able to explain the four uh, superior truths. The Buddha has been able, the one alone, to explain first how one is bound to cyclic existence and then second how one can be freed from or unbound from cyclic existence. So when we look at the, the Buddha and the Dharma and the Sangha, uh, these are the ultimates uh, because there is no other that uh, um, has been able to uh, show this um, 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 relationship and show uh, or explain cyclic existence. Um, so it's for this reason that we say that the Buddha is the highest being. In the, the Pramana Karika, Dharma Kirti's compendium, uh, commentarium on the compendium of valid cognition, Dharma Kirti states that Buddha Shakyamuni is the uh, all sentient being's refuge because he alone has expounded the Four Noble Truths. So this means that Buddha Shakyamuni is the refuge of all because Buddha is the only one who has explained those four truths. So, uh, um, that is what is stated. Uh, this is what is being 
Okay, so now um, we've arrived at the section on the garland of birth stories. Um, uh, and that's uh, Lopung Bao uh, is the author of that. And it says to, uh, first I'll read the section. It says, stay on a low seat, show the glory of discipline, look with the eye of delight. Uh, um, show respect in one-pointed obeisance, as if drinking a nectar of words. Show reverence and listen to the teaching, with clear delight and a mind undefiled, undefiled like a patient listening to the words um, of a doctor. Um, uh, so, uh, here, uh, first it says, stay on a low seat. Um, so that means that one should, when the uh, teacher is giving a teaching, uh, uh, sit lower than he or she is sitting. So uh, one should remain lower when one is giving a teaching. Uh, the next, uh, when a teacher is giving a teaching, it says, show the glory of discipline. This is referring to one's speech uh, around the teacher and one's physical um, actions around the teacher. Uh, um, so one should show the glory of discipline. Uh, so uh, have uh, the, the reference the reverence, the appropriate reference uh, with one's body and one's uh, speech. The next says, look with an eye of delight. One should uh, uh, stay, um, focus uh, and, and stay focused on the teacher and looking at the teacher. Um, so it says, look with an eye of delight. Show respect and one-pointed obeisance. So one should, um, while um, clearly looking at the teacher, uh, one and uh, paying attention, uh, one it says uh, should have one pointed obeisance, meaning not thinking of other subjects while the teacher is teaching. So one should be focused in such a way um, that uh, he or she is uh, uh, that one one is only listening to what the teacher is saying and nothing else. And it says as if drinking a nectar of words. Um, so uh, looking at it in that way, like focusing that intently. Uh, intensely on what is being taught. Shows reverence and listen to the teaching. 
reverence and listen to the teachings, reverence uh, referring to faith. And then uh, Rinpoche uh, gave the uh, three divisions of faith, and unfortunately, I, I'm sure at the break I'll be able, to, after the break, be able to grab them. Uh, so I'm not going to do that now. Uh, but the, when we speak of faith, in the Christian tradition we have this idea of faith, that by going for refuge to God, by going for refuge to Jesus, then one can uh, uh, go to heaven. So the faith that we're talking about in the Buddhist tradition is similar, but is referring to in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Um, uh, so that's the kind of reverence or faith, uh, the, the object of observation of reverence or faith in, the, in Buddhism. Uh, but we find these uh, similar ideas in other traditions. And then it says, with clear delight in a mind undefiled like a patient listening to the words of the doctor. Um, so Rinpoche stopped at the, rev the faith or reverence section um, I, as far as the commentary goes. Cassette Jingbu. They are very emphasized the Bodhisattva Bhumi. It's what do you mean? The Chinese text is very emphasized in the Bodhisattva Bhumi. So, in the Lamrim Chemo, so there's more quotes from the Bodhisattva Bhumi's in the Chinese text than in the Tibetan text? The 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 Jai Laram Chemo the Shansai Lung Mo Yure then the Pyoke Nyun Yun Yure Yene Jai K Laran Chemo Shansai Lung Mo Yure Gang the the Kon Sanja K Jai K Zusun the Pyoke Jai K Jai K Joyomare Sanja K Josun then they call it some of Shansa Lung Mua Yure. And the Farah's Sutra. Farah's Sutra. The Lotus Sutra? The Pemido Lung Mua Mua Yure. Shantri Semba, the Lotus Sutra. The Pukeng Gare, the Pema Do. I have the three kinds of faith I found. Perché nella ricerca già io torgivo sabato nel due secondi. Perché nella ricerca già io torgivo la ricerca sabato nel due secondi. Did they make um, from the Tibetan to, to Chinese in Lam Rim Chemo also? Yeah. Yes. Nietzsche, you're it. Yeah. 
So when we look at, at the quotes maybe that are from the Bodhisattva Bhumis that are in there, you'll see that they're, uh, I'm sure, concordant with the, uh, what's being expressed maybe in the language as far as the meaning goes. Yes, I think that as, as I understand now, because the, the, the uh, Lotus Sutra, the flowers, Lotus Flowers Sutra, mm. and Bodhisattva booming is 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 like a stage. That the, the those sutras, those sutra and booming is like a the text of Ramchemo has stages too. So in the Lamrim Chemo, there's more, more. No, I mean, they are more similar, like a layout, layout for the for the Flower Sutra. They have a stages. Ah, the eh, the Jumbo, the Lamrim Chemo, the Jayake Nangla, the Shansa, the Lamrim Yure, Dan, the the Shachitupe Do, the the Shanchu Shembo, Shanchu Sem Nangla Mambo Yure, the Becha Chembo, the so the reason for this is that the Lotus Sutra um, is something that is considered one of the main sources for Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment. Uh, so therefore, the stages that are contained within all of these texts are really from that Lotus Sutra, the uh, Lotus Sutra, because Atisha used that as his source material, and that was passed down from Lord Asanga, then through the extensive deeds lineage, through Sulingpa to Atisha. So it is this. So uh, before we get started, I just want to go back to the, the if I have it, the three kinds of faith. Um, the three kinds of faith are faith in the, the triple gem of the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha, the firm wish to attain enlightenment, uh, coupled with the faith that it, it's a realizable goal. Uh, so this faith that one can realize uh, full enlightenment and having the wish to. And then uh, the faith in the the conviction and the truth of the doctrine of re rebirth and of uh, karma and its results. Um, so these are the three uh, that I found in, in uh, 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 this section under different kinds of virtue. Um, and then as for the rest of the bodhisattvas, I didn't find um, all the lists of them because we started talking about something else. But there are other two. Like I said, you'll be able to find very easily. Rodu Tala, Temeji, Nebi, maybe teenagers, Rodu Tala, Rodu Tala, Rodu Tala, Temeji, Rodu Tala, Tawan, the Tama Mabo, and the Egyptian Yawurta, Moshe to the Kazo, Egypt, the so it says, with a clear delight and a mind undefiled. So that's meaning the mind with good intention, a mind that uh, is, is not stained or tarnished. And if we look at the different um, um, uh, physical uh, consciousnesses and the mental consciousness, the mind is real. mental consciousness is really the chief of all of those. So one should really adjust 
that mind uh, in a proper way, uh, um, in an untarnished way, while listening. Mm. So in, uh, in the Tibetan tradition, we find uh, these uh, three different kinds of faith. The, the faith um, in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, the faith in the, or belief that um, uh, enlightenment is possible, and then the faith in the doctrine or the or law of order that has been set forth by the Buddha. Um, and then if we look at these three different kinds of faith and we try to apply them to the Christian tradition, would we say that the, in the Christian tradition there are these three faiths as well? Possibly, yes. Okay, so going back to the um, three kinds of faith, I want to put them in the right categories. Um, so the, well, I can start with one. So the faith that the um, it, that there is an ability uh, to achieve these results. Um, um, so if we look at the different results that uh, we are stated to be um, um, results of the path, um, um, such as rebirth in the higher realms uh, the, and the potential for that, uh, and then the potential for uh, uh, rebirth, I'm sorry, for liberation, and then lastly, the potential for uh, complete Buddhahood, uh, that, that kind of faith uh, is the, uh, the faith that is faith in one's ability to achieve that, that result, and one's mental consciousness to be able to achieve those results. Uh, so that, that's the first one, the faith uh, in the abilities. The second one, there we right here. Uh, the faith, uh, the conviction of the doctrine, uh, um, and it's uh, liking uh, the tambo, the gapa, the the chu gapa, the tepa tepa sum. Tai teva, tai teva is na chut tamam ramar, kli wara, kli wara ramu wote eji jiba ane chu de gapu jine nyomu wote mane tamaju ro, then tai teva ye ro da, tai teva kli wara simla, tai teva, na de teva is na. Okay.
So, the, so we went over already the one that it's a realizable goal, this faith that there's potential exists. So that's referring to the potential for rebirth in the higher realms, the liberation, um, and then uh, ultimately Buddhahood, so that that uh, isn't accomplished, that's something one can accomplish. Uh, when the faith in the triple gem, uh, as stated before, this is referring to a, a joyous uh, a liking for uh, this, that kind of faith that uh, likes or enjoys uh, um, the Dharma. Um, it's, uh, Rinpoche said it's uh, similar to uh, clean water. The, um, and I don't really understand the analogy. Garishin the chutsama dangdrapudu. ジャワヨガルチュタマタワデルチュタマセタマモムチュカヨロタチュタマセクリーンフェイスクリーンフェイスクリーンフェイスクリーンフェイスクリーンフェイスクリーンフェイスクリーンフェイスクリーンフェイ
Um, uh, that, that comes from analyzing the correct signs that prove that the, 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 the thesis <laughs> that one is uh, having conviction in. So, um, when we look at uh, other religious traditions, if we look at Christianity or uh, Judaism or the Muslim tradition, and we look at uh, God or Jesus or Allah, um, and we look at the faith that surrounds um, uh, those figures, uh, I think we, we can say that two of these three kinds of faith are present in the other traditions. First, the, the, the pure faith, uh, um, the, the, which is this happy, liking for uh, these objects of observation, or a joy in liking that. Uh, the second, that um, uh, faith that there's a realizable goal, um, or uh, the faith in the potential, um, and that's that Christianity would assert that one can go to heaven through practicing these things. So that sort of faith is present. And whether or not we can say this faith from analysis, uh, we'd, we'd have to leave that uh, along, leave that. We would leave that. <laughs> It's very similar if someone goes to a doctor because he or she has uh, tuberculosis or cancer or another kind of disease. He or she is going to listen to what the doctor is saying and pay attention for sure. Um, uh, in the same way, uh, we have uh, the disease or illness um, uh, of the afflictions. Um, and we then should listen in the same way we would listen to a doctor um, at a teaching. Uh, we should uh, listen because we're learning how to abandon the lower realms of cyclic existence. We're learning how to achieve uh, rebirth in the higher realms of cyclic existence. We're learning how to abandon cyclic existence altogether uh, and achieve liberation. And we're also learning how to achieve uh, complete Buddhahood. So, we should listen uh, um, intently in the same way we would if we were listening to a doctor um, uh, because uh, um, of the uh, importance of the information that's uh, being imparted to us or on us. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, previously, we went over um, the uh, uh, faults of the vessel, uh, the, three, uh, the three different faults of the vessel, or the, the pot, it's called sometimes. 
Um, and uh, then again, the bodhisattva levels are um, um, quoted. So we're going to look at this in a more um, thorough way. So we've gone over these three faults, and the three faults uh, begin with being turned upside down. Uh, if one has an upturned pot or vessel, you can't put liquid inside or put anything else inside of it. Likewise, if one isn't listening at a teaching uh, to what is being uh, taught, uh, then one won't retain any of it. So one first has to listen well and not be like an overturned pot. Uh, the second is uh, um, uh, a pot uh, that is dirty or, or sullied. Um, you know, even if one uh, and, uh, has a pot that is uh, right side up uh, and puts a, a substance into it, if there's dirt or contamination of some sort in the pot, then it will ruin whatever is put into it. Likewise, if one has the wrong motivation of attachment or anger uh, while listening to the teachings, then uh, they won't uh, be of benefit because they will be uh, coupled with or mixed up with uh, negativities uh, or uh, afflictions. Uh, so that is called the fault of the, the dirty pot or a contaminated pot. And the third is uh, the fault of a leaky pot. Uh, if one has a pot that's turned right side up um, and pours something into it, if there's a hole in the bottom of it, it won't hold the uh, um, whatever the substance is that you're trying to, uh, to have the vessel hold. Um, so, and that's compared to one forgetting the teaching. So even if one uh, um, has heard the teaching, um, uh, if he or she forgets it, then uh, this is uh, not beneficial. So these are the three faults. And it says um, here, it does not go inside, uh, but, or it could go inside and be unable to perform its function because it's contaminated. Um, uh, or even if it's not polluted, it doesn't remain inside because it, it just drains away. Um, and that's compared to not paying attention or paying attention with a bad motivation uh, um, and, or just forgetting them. Uh, um, uh, what has been taught. So these are the faults that are stated, uh, should be abandoned um, in here. Uh, and, and then uh, we move on then to the remedies for the faults uh, that we find um, next. Mm-hmm. 
And so then it says the remedies for these three faults are indicated in the sutras uh, in three phrases. Listen well, thoroughly, and hold it in mind. Moreover, as the bodhisattva level set forth, listen while wanting to understand everything, staying one-pointed, attentive, with your mind focused, and reflecting with complete composure. So here, the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, Lama Tsongkhapa, uh, shows, uh, um, uh, cites the, the Buddha's uh, direct pronouncements, um, and then also, again, quotes Asanga's bodhisattva levels. So when we've gone over the different lineages of instruction and uh, previously talked of the lineages of the uh, profound view, extensive deeds, and the practicing blessings lineage, the practicing blessings lineage was passed down from Dorje uh, um, Vajradhara uh, to Tilopa Naropa, uh, and then eventually to Lord Atisha, and then the extensive deeds lineage uh, passed down from Maitreya to Asanga. Um, and that uh, quote here from uh, Bodhisattva levels is from Asanga, so that would fall categorically under the um, extensive deeds lineage, and then it eventually ended up uh, in Lord Atisha's lineage because of coming down to Sir Lingpa and then to Lord Atisha. What is it about? ตาตันมันดุชิตุเตมบุนตะกันตะกะตันดุชิตุกะรชินซาบรวะอือฮึอันเนดุชิตุเตมบัลลาร้อนละเนบะตะบินดุชิจาบัสตาร้อนละเน
So the um, next is uh, to uh, so it says um, the next is to think of the instructor um, as a doctor, and uh, this is referring to uh, the teachings that the um, uh, teacher is giving, uh, whether they're the teachings shared in common with beings of small or medium capacity, or the teachings for beings of great capacity. Uh, um, um, these um, instructions that are being given uh, are, are, are by the teacher should be looked at instructions that are being given by a doctor uh, or what a doctor is prescribing um, so the advice the doctor is giving um, so uh, this is why uh, the second part we should look at the teacher like a doctor um, because he or she is prescribing something to us and then the third uh, is referring to what he or she is actually prescribing, and that's uh, the Dharma. Um, uh, so the teaching, think of the instructor's explications as medicine. So the, what the teacher is teaching, teachings for beings of small, medium, and great capacity, is like medicine. So the teacher who is teaching is a doctor who is prescribing the teachings for the beings of three capacities that are like medicine. Uh, that one takes. Uh, so that's uh, the three, and we went over these very thoroughly previously, uh, um, uh, so uh, there's no need to go further. Uh. <laughs> So the next is um, uh, to think of earnest practice as the way to cure your disease. So if one goes to the doctor and it gets a prescription and then has the medication, uh, he or she has to take it. So likewise, the instructions are to be practiced. Uh, so the um, uh, um, uh, um, instructions are to be practiced so that one uh, is able to uh, uh, be free from the lower realms of cyclic existence so that one can achieve the, um, uh, the, the practices that will allow one to achieve the state of liberation and then uh, get rid of uh, the um, obstructions to omniscience and the uh, self-cherishing attitudes and so forth. So these practices are, uh, these instructions are to be practiced uh, so that one can abandon those negativities and again abandon the negativities that uh, produce rebirth in the lower realms and achieve the positivities that uh, allow one to achieve rebirth in the higher realms. And then the uh, ability at the next level to abandon cyclic existence altogether uh, and the practices which allow one to do so and then ultimately get rid of the self-cherishing attitude and the obstructions to omniscience of the Shijipacha uh, and achieve the state of complete Buddhahood and the state of all-knowing. So uh, previously we were <coughs> here, uh, the last teaching, we were at this part of thinking of earnest practice as the way to cure your disease. 
So, page 59 in the English again at the bottom. Think of earnest practice as the way to cure your disease. Sick persons know that their illness cannot be cured without taking the medicine prescribed by the doctor. They then take the medicine. Uh, likewise, earnestly engage in practice after you have seen that you cannot vanquish such afflictions as attachment without putting into practice the instructions given by the instructor. Do not devote yourself to just piling up words in great numbers without engaging in practice. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about one or two doses of medicine uh, will not do anything uh, for a leper uh, who's lost his hands or feet. So that's after. Um, so first it says, uh, um, okay, so if one wants to get rid of various types of afflictions, if one wants to achieve uh, the abandonment of the um, afflictions that give rise to rebirth in the lower realms of cyclic existence, if one wishes to abandon the uh, afflictions or the obstruct, uh, afflictive obstructions which uh, bind one to cyclic existence, uh, um, and if they're abandoned, one can be liberated or reach nirvana, or if one wishes to get rid of the obstructions to omniscience um, and achieve the state of Buddhahood, um, uh, the only way that one can do that, the only thing that combats those afflictions are, practice, are the practices that have been um, instructed. Uh, so the instructions that are, were gi are given to us are the only things that serve as antidote to uh, the, the um, opposite of our um, wishes, uh, or the opposite of the, the, the things we're, we're striving for, if we're striving for these things. Uh, so it says that we should practice the words that are, uh, the instructions that are given to us, um, and not just try to pile up large amounts of intellectual information uh, not try to um, um, just be satisfied with uh, numbers or amounts of teachings one's been to or amounts of, of words he or she has heard or listened to. Uh, one should put those, pra those words into practice. Um, uh, so this is the proper way uh, to engage, um, what, uh, in engage um, in the path. Um, because if one doesn't uh, practice what he or she has been taught, 
then the disease of uh, our um, uh, binding, basically, the disease which binds us, uh, which uh, refers to our afflictions, um, cannot be removed. So previously we um, went over this, and now we're starting to arrive at some of the new information. Um, so now we're starting to arrive at the section that we left off at in the last teaching. So, and uh, previously we went over uh, up through the even Chandigroman's uh, um, quote here at the middle of 60, uh, but we didn't go over in the, as much detail uh, some of the things about of Sangha we've just mentioned. So, um, yeah. Okay. So now the um, uh, great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment has been is translated into uh, Hindi language as well. Um, and the Dalai Lama went to um, uh, Indian scholars or Indian pandits uh, of the Indian, you know, the great Indian tradition, and asked them uh, if uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's texts uh, were, you know, c c comparable or as good or could, were, were in the league with the Nalanda scholars. And the, all of these great Indian uh, pandits said to the Dalai Lama that Lama Tsongkhapa would be the number one Indian pandit. Uh, of, of if we were to speak in those terms. Uh, this has been this was stated by uh, Indian pandit uh, to the to the Dalai Lama. So we could see that this is a very solid uh, text or very stable, solid, real. Many ways to translate that. So there's many different uh, Lam Rim texts that are out there. We have Koboka uh, Rinpoche's Liberation in the Palm of Your Hand, uh, and then we have Jambe uh, Shalom. The fifth, fifth Dalai Lama's commentary on the Lam Rim, uh, uh, Manjushri's, the spoken words of Manjushri, I think is the, what that's actually called. Uh, 
But uh, if you were to read liberation in the palm of your hand, in the Lam Rim, you would not, that does, you would not be able to understand the complete meaning of the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. So it's saying that this, the, uh, there's more, I'm trying, I don't, uh, that's literally what Rinpoche is saying. Just by reading that liberation in the palm of your hand, uh, it doesn't mean that you're going to understand what's the contents of the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. Because it's so vast, there's so much more information, is the point. Translators know what Rinpoche is saying. So if you slowly go through this uh, and, and understand these things, then you understand many, many different categories of knowledge or many, many other things. So, the, so the, we have a couple of minutes, five minutes, but with dedication and everything, a couple. Does anyone have a question before we do dedications? I have a question. In the prayer book, where it's the, the segment at the four-line prostration to the... To the Bhagavad I prostrate to the... The who abide in the holy yoga movement space that it's in the introductory prayers. I, I don't even know what's in the second. Kala Jodi. Oh, you're talking in the introductory. Okay, okay, okay. I This doesn't match up exactly, so I'm just trying to. I want to. Where's the major? I don't see anything. It says holy yoga. The yoga of you, Nank, Nejor yoga. Nejor Nanki Nejor, the Inji cake. Oh, this is a place, it's a pure land, who abide in the holy yoga of using space. The holy yoga of using space is a pure land. Uh, it's a name Rinpoche is saying, Kala Jupe Nature Tamba Ne. Kala Jupe Kashu is the name of the pure land. Kashu Dajin. They too pure land. Kala Jupe Nature. Then the Dondagare. The lion-faced god, where the lion-faced god abides, is in this place, uh, um, in this in this place. And it's asking that lion-faced god to please uh, come, uh, please come from that place, 
to aid us. So by um, uh, asking for this, may any kind of hindrances or any kind of obstacles be removed um, by asking the line phase deity uh, to uh, um, come from this uh, place. I, we could definitely lit make this a much more literal translation at some point, I would say, looking at it just quickly. Um, just even the, the, the three chakras, it's, I don't, the korlo sum injike yure kabi yure rimbache. The shatse nesum kandro tsola shatse lo, the nesum kandro, the korlo sum ne joma. I think we can look at this a little further at this English translation. Nesum kandro. So three different gods. Uh, so the three there are three different I was just looking at the I Dakinis and the three chakras, and I was trying to find the word chakra in the Tibetan. I don't have the Tibetan Tibetan. I just have the transliteration. Rinpoche is saying there's three different uh, deities, uh, Dakinis that abide in uh, uh, the ones at the center, right and left. First is the lion faced deity. Yes, Right is the uh, tiger's faced deity. This bear. Bear face deity. So there's three deities that this is referring to, or three dakinis, uh, lion faced, uh, uh, tiger faced, and the bear faced. So uh, perhaps that's what it's referring to in this nesum uh, chandro. Uh, so this, by doing this tantric practice coupled with the sutra of the heart of transcendent knowledge, it makes it so that the spirits can't harm us, that negativities can't come. Come, and I apologize. This is a, a, a heavy tantric meaning within it. Um, so uh, within the, the lion-faced deity and the way that this, the, the mantra and so forth. So the not. I was just asking what category of Tantra. So there's uh, the Dharamsala, the Tsindoma. Losel Toma Jaumude. Toma. Toma Mansan. Oh, fire puja. You want to go? Toma. Toma Toma Black magic. So, 
Okay, so there's a lot of ceremonies in Dharamsala where they actually ex execute or kill the um, negativities of, uh, uh, of the attachment, uh, hatred, and desire that are um, personified. Um, and there's that these things have the, the uh, by use of black magic, can harm beings in some way. So there are um, uh, rituals done to uh, eradicate that potential or get rid of that potential for the harm. Uh, so, and then uh, in, within this uh, Dakini, Sindoma is one of the Dakinis, um, and uh, there's a lot of practice um, done around Sindoma to remove obstacles. But there's much more to it. <laughs> so, do the concluding prayers. <clears throat> the fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised is supreme by all the conquerors who traverse three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land, surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Gyatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensho Wanda, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. 